The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, for although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to little ones. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father. And no one knows the Father except the Son. And anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves. For my yoke is easy and my burden light. The Gospel of the Lord. In the ancient world, in the Middle East, Parents used to tell their kids the creation story. The creation story went something like this. There was a water god called a Leviathan, and he was majestic, and he reached up to the top of the universe, and he popped the cord, the cork, which was the... uh, When that happened, all the rainwater rushed into the universe and completely filled the universe with water. Naturally, it was a big mess. So all the gods of the universe got together for a meeting, and they all turn to the sun god, and he says, well, you're powerful, you're majestic, do something about this mess and <laughs> clean it up. So the sun god said to the other gods, he says, well, I, I can't do anything. All this water has put out my flame. I have no power. So they turn to the fertility god, because the fertility god is magical. Things pop into existence. And he says, and so they said to the fertility god, well, you do something. So the fertility god says, well, I can't do anything. I need, I need the sunlight. I need photosynthesis. I have no power. I can't do anything. So then went to the, they turned to the lightning bolt god, and they turned to the wind god, and, and none of them had any power to do anything. So all the gods in the universe decided to go and find a rent-a-god and bring in a god from outside to see if he, that god could fix everything up. And so they said to the rent-a-god, god, if you can restore everything, if you can create light and separate the land and the sea and create life again, if you can restore the universe and get it back again, you will be the God of all of us. You'll be the God of the gods. You'll be the God of the universe. And that's pretty much the story that the ancient parents told their kids. Well, when the Israelites crossed over the Jordan River into the promised land, there were other nations there. And the Israelites uh, met these nations, and they all worshipped different gods. And one nation would say to the Israelites, we worship the sun god because the sun god is so powerful. And then another nation would say, well, we worship the fertility god because things pop into existence. And another said, well, we worship the lightning bolt god. So after a while, all these nations uh, turned to Israel and says, well, who do you worship? And the Israelites says, well, we worship the true God, the one true God, Yahweh. And they said, well, who's that? 
And he says, he's the God of all the gods. He's the renter God. He's the God that created the universe. And then the Israelites told them the story of the seven-day creation. And many of the people, after hearing that story, started to worship the one true God. Not because God was powerful and for six days he created the universe. No, the reason why they turned to God, the true God, is because they found out that the true God rested on the seventh day. Because that must mean that God, if he's resting, wants to be with us. That God really cares about us. The other gods don't do that. Now, when Jesus saw his disciples after they returned from the ministry, he saw they were tired, and he, he said, come with me. I'll give you rest. So he, they go to a deserted place to rest. So there's the disciples, and there's the resting Jesus. Jesus is resting. And do you remember what happens? Do you remember what happens to the resting Jesus and the disciples? Right. All the miserables of the world all the lame, the blind, the paralytics, all those possessed by demons, all of those that have diseases, all of them, all the miserables go out to meet the resting Jesus. And Jesus cures them all. And that's what it means when God says, rest. I'll be with you. I want to be with you. I'll take care of you. Now, to show you this in an analogy, I I had a day off. And I was going to help my mother on this day off to plant her garden, her flower garden. So this was my plan. I was going to arrive at the house really early, get my mother, go to the nursery, get all all the plants and all the flowers we needed. I was going to go to the garden, weed it, put some topsoil, plant the plants, I was going to edge and then mulch. I was going to do it all in one day. So I charge into the house first thing in the morning. I say, Mom, Mom, let's go, 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 go. We have a lot to do. I got to go. So my parents, they were in the living room, and they said to me, says, Peter, come on in for a minute and rest. I says, all right, for five minutes, and then I got to go. So you know what happens when you sit in the Lazy Boy and you put the seat back and the feet go up and you're tired after a long weekend of being on call to five hospitals. I have no idea how long I was out, an hour, two hours. When I finally woke up, my mother says, I knew it, I knew you were tired. So then I got up and we had breakfast and then we went off and did the shopping and we uh, went to the clam shack and of course we stopped at the beach and we looked there and then we stopped at the Sunday school to get an ice cream and we ended up getting home, and I planted the one plant that we bought. And, and at the end of the day, I looked at the garden, and it didn't look like all like the garden that I had in my mind. It wasn't the garden that I planned. It wasn't the perfect garden. It was still full of weeds. It was everything. It was just one extra plant put there. Yeah, it wasn't the perfect garden, but I had a really good day. <laughs> now you look at God's universe. God created the world. And it's kind of like my garden. Lots of weeds in it. It's not the perfect garden. It's not perfect at all. (laughs) There's a lot of problems in it. It's not perfect. But God's garden doesn't need to be perfect. 
You know, there's going to be a time in our life when we're going to be one of those miserables. We're the ones who are going to be the miserable one. We're going to be suffering some or with something, some problem. And it's that moment that we're going to remember that God is a God that rests on the seventh day. And we're not going to know what we need to do when we know that God rests. It's at that moment that we have to go out to meet God. That's why God left the world imperfect. It doesn't need to be perfect. We have what we need. A resting God, a God that wants to be with us, and a God that cares for us.